You're listening to The Squid Shack with your host, Adrian Peritoner. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another show on the newly rebranded The Squid Shack. I have uh, two first-time guests on the show that I'm really excited to have. Um, someone I haven't seen in a very, very long time, other than a little bit of high and by over at In-N-Out, George Hernandez. How you doing, dude? Good, good. Honestly, I'm glad, excited to be here. I'm glad you're here, buddy. And then uh, someone I haven't known quite as long, but is still near and dear to my heart, Patrick Walsh. How's it going? Also excited to be here. Nice. Um... If you guys have not had a chance, make sure you go back and listen to our other episodes. Um, the most recent one was uh, How Traumatic Injury Will Change Your Life. Uh, did you guys hear that show by chance? I did. Pretty good episode. Not so great. What do you think? Flashbacks. Flashbacks. Like took injuries, you back. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Made you think about it a little bit here and there. Yeah. What yeah, about you, Pat? I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, just, I was just brainstorming. Throughout the entire episode, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's why." That's why I was like, "Hey, uh, do you have a second for a call? I gotta, I gotta run some things by you." <laughs> you were excited, man. You were, you were going a million miles an hour. I was like, "Man, I have so many ideas." <laughs> um, actually, I, I have to mention too. We have another guest in the studio, one that can't talk. Uh, Ace, Patrick's dog. Yeah, he has a little bit of separation anxiety, and I don't want to leave him home alone. So, so if you guys hear some some uh, tails banging against the table or or some uh, claws stepping around the studio. Just know it's Ace having a good time and just hanging out with the boys. So, um, some announcements to make. The new artwork for the show is up. And, George, you haven't seen it yet. I I'm saw it on Spotify. I just tried to... Did you, it's I, on Spotify already? It's already on there, yeah. Oh, dude, sick. I, I'm so excited about it. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, my brother, Giovanni Peritoner. Very talented. He's a he's a secret artist, man. He I don't understand how this guy doesn't have... Uh, doesn't do this for a living, but here, George, I'm going to show you the artwork here. Oh, what? He did this? Isn't that crazy, man? Oh, look at that. It's already on Spotify. Bro, that's legit. So the, the artwork was inspired by the shed, obviously, and that's me in the middle, the squid. And I'm holding a little microphone there, and there's a little there's a bottle of whiskey on the table and the, the audio interface, and it shows that we're on the air. So big, huge shout-out to my brother, Giovanni, for uh, drawing that. I'm a uh, man... When he was drawing this, he would send us like the renderings on our group chat, and I just I would just start busting up laughing. Like I could not fathom, like I could not con uh, comprehend how epic the freaking drawing was coming out. Is so, he, is he for hire? Because uh, I'm, I'm going to hire him for my podcast. Yeah, I don't know, man. If uh, got to reach out to him and see what he tells you, <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet him eventually. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, thanks again, Gio, for the artwork. It's it's super killer. Everybody loves it. That I've showed it to you so far. So. Um, in the future, not really sure when, uh, but we're going to do some merch and I'm sure people are going to go crazy over it. Definitely. So. Merch is always the next step, especially in any like podcast or anything with like social media. Yeah. You got to do it. Do you listen to any other podcasts, George? Um, I used to, I used to listen, well, more like a radio show, uh, the Woody show. Okay. That's really about it. I'm not familiar with it. Are you familiar with it, Patrick? No. Okay. I'm familiar the, with it. the Woody show? Yeah. It's, mm, no, it's, uh, it's lie. like really random. Yeah, you gotta just check it out. Do you honestly. listen up to podcasts? I do, I do. Um, I I'm a nerd. I listen to like yeah. Market Watch and like anything with information on it. Yeah, just give me just pump my brain with 
Matrix. You know, just I just want to download it. Just download. You know, I want to know karate. Just download it to me. <laughs> hey, we're we're getting there. We're getting I, close, man. I know karate. <laughs> <laughs> Matrix. Or, no, no, what's his name? Morpheus is like, show me. <laughs> <laughs> Upload a whole file overnight. <laughs> you seen the Matrix, George? I seen the Matrix as an adult. So I seen it as a kid, and I was like, those are cool yeah. moves. I just saw it for the first time with my girlfriend, the, the first one, and I just thought it was so awesome when they, they imported the, uh, the the jujitsu and all that stuff into, yeah. and to, yeah. into his head. I was like, yeah, I wish I could do that. That'd the concept's sick. crazy. Yeah. We're, we were just talking about that before you showed up. Like, that's it's a thing. It's uh, we're, in the meta, we're in the Matrix for sure. Uh, I, I wouldn't deny it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So um, before we get too far off topic here, so uh, George is my special guest for this evening. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about discipline and transformation. And, uh, I figured what better way to uh, speak about this kind of stuff than to have somebody that has, uh, put their nose to the grindstone and have totally changed their life, uh, 180, or at least what I think is a 180. Um, George, you entered a competition recently. Yeah. I did my first, uh, all natural bodybuilding show and that itself is, I don't even think there's any words to describe it really. Like. So for, for people that uh, don't truly know what that is, it's it's those it's the shows you see on TV like Arnold Schwarzenegger. They just go and get yoked out and yeah. they get the spray tans and they get judged by how many people were in the event. It's like so in my category specifically, there is a there's an open which is like anybody that's done it in the past, and there's amateur like your first time, your first show. Uh-huh. So in my amateur, there was five, and then in the open, there was seven, seven or six. So a total of twelve. Yeah, just for my category, and then you have every other category. Yeah, so that's I've crazy. I've seen this show. I was in, I was doing a, a, a business trip over in Arizona, and then it was in actually in Tucson, Arizona, and then I it was I couldn't believe how many categories there was. Yeah, so I many. mean, obviously there's male and female, but there's four or five or six different subcategories between each male and female. Yeah, it's like the physique. It's like the, the the sport build and like the physique build, and then there's like the, the bodybuilders. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'll tell you this, like, you don't realize, like, what goes into it until you do it. Yeah. So let's kind of backtrack here a little bit. So kind of walk me through your first, like, days or months of just going to the gym. Not not so much the competition, but, like, in when general? you first kind of, yeah, in general, started getting into the gym. Like, what, what pushed you to first start going to the gym? Honestly, it was, like, you know, just not being happy, happy with, like, how you look, you know? Coming out of the shower and you're like, you gained all this weight and you're like, dang, I did not look like that prior to a couple months ago, you know? And it's like, it's really like, it messes with your, as your, like your manhood and like, like your, man, your mental state. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wasn't happy with this. So I'm like, what can I do to change it? And I remember back when I was going to RCC and dude, I don't, I think what, 2014, I just signed up for Choose and I just signed up for the gym. I was like, all right, I'll start going to the gym. And then I got caught up with school, work, and I just didn't go. What were you weighing when you first started going to the gym? Damn, I would say at least. So the picture that I still have of my oldest picture, I was 225. Oh, wow. I was 225, and I'd say body fat anywhere between 50 to 60%, honestly. Maybe even higher. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, like, I don't even recognize myself in that picture. Little and you're, you're like 5'10". Like, no, I'm five seven on a good day. Well, oh, wow. 5'7 okay. to 25, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty stocky for, for a fat guy. You dude, know? dude, like... It was bad. I remember, like, at one point, I was going, I went from size 32 pants to 34s. And I was like, oh, like, you know, getting a little thick. I was like, okay. And then 34 turns to 36. 
Oh, wow. 36 turns to 38. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, can I cuss? <laughs> yeah, you're fine. We're explicit. Yeah. So then, Fair warning. <clears throat> next thing you know, it was like, dang. I'm almost my dad's pant size. Like, wow. and, and it hit me. Was that your uh, aha moment? Like, No, my aha moment was me at work at In-N-Out Burger. And there's something called, we do, we call them buckets. Like, when the potatoes. Mm-hmm. So, when we go in the bag, we prep the potatoes. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that for years already, you know? And I was ne- I've never been tired lifting a 50-pound a sack of potatoes. Like, two, three sacks in, I'm actually tired. I'm actually tired, like, lifting sacks of potatoes. I'm out of breath doing everything I was doing normally. I was like, whoa, like... that so was, was catching up with you? Yeah, definitely. And then, like, I went from, like, medium to large, large to XL. At one point, I was like, I almost put 2X. And I was like, whoa. That's when it hit me. Not to bring in, like, a villain to the story, but do you think in and out might have been no whoa okay. dude you don't talk badly <laughs> whoa dude you don't talk badly about in and out man holy shit dude my heart just sank when you said that he's working for in and out i can get a discount and do amazon <laughs> fries double double <laughs> not after that freaking line I'll be eating lunch <laughs> i can tell you exactly what it was actually so all the weight gain for me came personally from um my daughter uh like my baby mom was pregnancy that's where all the weight gain came from for sure because I got all the cravings. I was, oh, yeah. I would be up like two, three in the morning, like driving my butt to go get horchata. Like that was my craving. Uh-huh. Orchata was my craving. Simon milk. And yeah, dude, literally straight fat and sugar. And so when, when, uh, when did you have that aha moment? Like was that recently, like a couple of years ago or? So the originally to get me in the gym where I wanted to start fitness was that whole situation at in and out, like being out of breath, not, not being able to do what I do normally at the rate i used to be able to do it uh-huh. that was my aha moment and then honestly i would on like this is like kind of steering like off topic but still on topic would be like falling down like a deep rabbit hole like depression honestly mm-hmm. yeah so when i experienced depression for like the first time like really experienced it and found myself like not knowing who i am and not like loving myself it just pushed me to find myself and I found myself in the gym. That's empowering. And like, I'll tell you this right now, like I'll preach it to the day I die. Yeah. The gym is the most like self-helping thing you can do for yourself. It's your church. That's your, that's your church. It is literally my escape from reality. Like my, my go-to, like you can go find what you love to do and whatever that is for you, chase it. And for me, it just happened to be the gym. It's like my, my serenity. My peace. It's amazing. Yeah, the gym's to you what riding a dirt bike is to me. Just yeah. like when, once you're you're going out there and you're doing your thing, everything else falls away behind you, and it's just you and that activity. There's there's nothing else that kind of comes in between that, you know. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's that's cool. I'm I'm glad. I'm grateful. I'm glad that you found that because it's it sucks when people are in those funks. Yeah. And they have no way to sp- get out of that spiral. Yeah. So kudos to you for being able to to find that. Um. So, so you, you started going to the gym. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the, tell me about like the first, first six months. How was that? Like, were you just going to the gym and kind of going through the motions or were you like, yeah, I'll never forget the first day I walked into the gym. So <clears throat> my first day I choose was more like go lift weights, lift arms, do chest, like every guy, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I thought it was about. Mm-hmm. And then I was super on and off inconsistent and really going to the gym didn't feel like anything for me. And then once I experienced like the whole depression, then I was like, okay, I want to go to the gym with the purpose. So I started going to 24 hours in Fontana on uh, Slover. 
And I'd see all the guys next to me that are like bigger, cut, shredded, all these things. I'm like, okay, what are they doing that I'm not? Mm-hmm. And I would ask questions. I would go up like, hey, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. And then that would lead to them like, okay, well, what do you want? What are you looking for? What are you trying to do? Trying to get bulk? Are you trying to bulk? Trying to cut? What is it? I told all of them, well, I just want to lose body fat, you know? And they all told me the same thing. Every single one of them, diet. So mm-hmm. for the first six months, I took that advice, but I didn't really grasp it, what they meant by diet. I thought it was like, oh, just, you know, don't eat a lot of fat food. Don't eat out a lot. You know, cook at home. In reality, when we say diet in the world of the gym, wanting to lose body fat, it's like you want to be in a deficit, a caloric deficit. That's what it really means. You want to be burning more than you're intaking. So I didn't understand that. And not a lot of guys really explained that to me. So it was more like I was self-taught. YouTube, um, my store manager, who actually is like my in and out dad, he helped me a lot. He broke it down to me, like what I should be doing. Like, hey, you need to track your macros, so your pr- your your fats, proteins, and carbs. So it was in and out. In and out was the villain. God, look at you go again, dude. <laughs> you know, you're one more comment getting kicked out of here, dude. I'm telling you right now. Well, no, he brings up a great point, like calorie intake. Yeah, because like if you you diet, but obviously in and out, what do they have? Tons of carbs, 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 carbs. For the most part, depending on what you eat, you know. But if you're not like, you got to burn, carbs provide energy. But if you're not running a marathon every other weekend, you don't need that many carbs. Yeah, for the most part. And when it comes down to it, like anything, when it just to be, you just got to be in a caloric deficit to lose body fat. It's that simple. You got to figure out what your maintenance is. Once you figure out whatever your body maintenance is, because everyone is different. Um, you have to now just either deduct two to 300 calories, put yourself in a small deficit deficit that's safe. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be in something so great where your body's like, dude, like I'm losing too much. I'm losing, like, it's really fast. Your body can't keep up with it. Right. So you just got to play it smart, play with the numbers. Did you ever just, break down like how many, how much gram, how many grams of protein you need to intake? How many? Yeah. You, you broke, I, you broke down the, the numbers. Yeah. I have, wow. So I do that down. Wow. So it all comes down. So like for me, Currently, I'm bulking, so to just give you my, my macronutrients, my macros, I'm currently at 265 carbs. And so what is macro? For, I, I Wait, no hold idea. on. Before we even go down that rabbit hole, because I want to get to that in a second here. My fault. No, you're fine. So you, you started talking to these guys. They started telling you about nutrition. Yeah, and they were like, okay, you got to be consistent. How often are you in the gym? And I'm like, honestly, whenever I have time. And that was more like I had time, but I wasn't dedicating it to the gym. It was more like... Addicted to video games, right? right. <laughs> Playing Fortnite, <laughs> all that with the cousins, and you know, just eating like crazy. So I can't say the f- um, I was dedicated right away. You know, uh-huh. I fell off so many times. Like the first six months, I would say of actual time in the gym, I would say I was in there, man, maybe two, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So okay, uh, that's what happened the first six months. Okay. So then your so your first change was needing on a schedule, need to be going to the gym often. Okay, you yeah. were, you were still heavy. Right. I, was, I was super heavy. I actually still have a picture. So this, I have all my pictures when I started. So you're heavy. You're not seeing the results you want, but now you added this consistency, right? That was your first step. No. My first step was realizing what the problem is. So you got to identify the problem mm-hmm. before you can even try to be disciplined, consistent. That's, that's what's like, okay. Yeah. Because okay. I could be consistent, but I could be consistent with all the wrong things. So it's like, what, is, what am I really doing or what do I really need to change? So if I'm going to like break this down and, you know, write down, so it's like find the problem. Yeah. And then when did you, when's the step that you actually started formulating a plan? 
Like this is this is my workout plan. This is my diet plan. And then you start imp- implementing those in the same kind of intertwined. Because I because I think that's like steps probably five, six, seven. To be honest with you, because like yeah. the problem is for step one. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, now I have a problem. Now how am I going to fix that problem? How, yeah. how am I going to solve that problem? You, you don't fix it. You you solve you solve problems. Yeah. So to break it down, the way I personally did it was. First, I identified what my problem is, mm-hmm. meaning what do I want to do? Meaning, do I want to cut? Do I want to bulk? So for me, I want to lose body fat, so we'll say a cut. And then now the problem is me. Am I really dedicating being honest with myself in the gym? Or am I just saying I'm going to the gym and really wasting time? That's what it was. I'd be in there just doing the same workouts every day in the sense of not switching it up, not hitting legs, not training for a purpose. It was just, oh, I see some guy lifting heavy weight. I'm going to go lift heavyweight. So I was training with ego. Right. And that's what you don't do. That's what I tell everybody now. You don't train with your ego. Leave the ego in the car and forget about it. I like that. Okay. Because. Yeah, because if you go and try and lift up 100 pounds when you're really supposed to be lifting up 30, you're going to just, for one, hurt yourself. Yep. And then for two, you're going to discourage yourself because you're not going to be able to curl 100 pounds just first time out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's life-changing when you really leave ego outside of the gym okay it's so life-changing because i've seen it and i'm personally someone who experienced the whole ego lifting thing i'll never forget it there was a guy i would say he was benching two plates and i was like dude i could do two plates it's 90 pounds each side how hard is that i tried it bar fell right on me and i actually tore my right shoulder oh wow and right out the gate i was out i was out i actually i never had the surgery but i was out and to this day i still have a minor uh it's called a micro tear in my right shoulder and it's from that from trying to live with my ego wow and you know i learned the hard way and so i tell everybody these days i don't care what the guy next to you is lifting that's what he's lifting you focus on yourself because when you're in the gym it's just you and the weights who cares what the guys next to you is doing who cares what the person next to you says and your motivation <laughs> yeah and determination <laughs> so it's and like, perspiration <laughs> a little bit of stinkiness <laughs> please wear deodorant please wear deodorant in the gym that's a commandment that's you ever a- you ever go to the gym and just next to somebody that just smells god awful oh man when don't i experience that <laughs> it's like you can it means they're working it. hard right no no i feel like gyms should sell deodorant like at the gym yeah like aerosol cans <laughs> like you ever go to the like bars or something and they have like that one little thing that area where you could buy gum condoms whatever. oh yeah, 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 yeah. they should have that at the gym where it's like there's a deodorant and like antiperspirant like not antiperspirant like they need that hey well there you go dude there's a business idea just <laughs> take, take a couple of deodorants with you to the gym and sell them for a buck each <laughs> yeah. hey bro you need this <laughs> i don't know how to tell you but your bo's out of control here's my venmo <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so, so that happened about two years ago, that whole scenario. And, and then I fell off. I fell off again, and I didn't go to the gym for a full year. Wow. So and, the injury put you off the wagon. Yeah. Um, not only that, I had knee surgery. Um, I had all sorts of surgeries in between that. Um, wow. I tore my lateral meniscus, so I was out for the count. And then... It's like the universe is saying... Slow down, Giving buddy. you everything possible, and all you, you could have gave up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you had a lot of odds so against what, you, man. Yeah, so what what kept you going? Because honestly, I think any so, average person in the world would probably say... Nope, not for me. Yeah, I think something's telling me I shouldn't be doing this. For me, honestly, it, was, it really comes down to one thing, and that's my daughter. Wow. So I have a daughter. She's yeah. five years old. Um, What's her name? name? Zareen. 
Jinx. Serene. You want me Coke? Damn, I was going to say that. Uh-huh. Here you go, so, man. Here's your Coke. <laughs> Half opened. Serene? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, uh, her name's uh, Zareen, and Zareen. she was my inspiration. She's like, I wanted to prove to her that whatever you put your mind, effort, blood, sweat, and tears into, you can do it. Wow. There's no excuse. Like, unless you're literally, and I preach this, like, from my heart, unless you're literally dying in a bed, there's no excuse. Wow. We have people who are paralyzed from the waist down. Yep. We have people who are missing limbs. We have people, personally, my example was I had, when I got my knee surgery and I finally got the A-OK to go back and do something physical, I took my ass every day, day in, day out to the gym in crutches and I was still doing weights. I couldn't do cardio. So I have a, I want to, you have your hand on the bike right now and what George is saying is empowering and like, it brought me to what I wanted to talk to you about, call you about on that last episode. Okay, what's that? Well, I mean, we can talk about it later, but it's probably another episode, but like... Don't forget it. We'll, we'll talk about it after the break. Yeah. You should what, write it down. Yeah, write but, it down. But, but what I wanted to say there. about what you were saying, what, what you're saying about it, it's so empowering because like we want to pass on, and like, you know, Adrian, like with the reason why he wants to, you know, he's, he's doing all of this stuff right now is it's all about learning. It's like, it's passing along knowledge. Yeah. And we want to pass along not only the right message, but the right way to read the mess, like to read the message yeah. and also to live that same message and to your own life. Yeah. You know, and that's what you want to do for your daughter. And I think that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's amazing. Without her, I would honestly say I would not be where I'm at straight up. Like she gave me a reason to live and she still gives me a reason to push day in, day out. There's days where I'm exhausted. Like I'm so beat from work, but I'm like, I know I got to go to the gym still. Because I have a responsibility to that. And there's people in this world who are, you know, we're blessed. We're blessed to have what we have. The fact I can go to the gym as soon as I get out of work. There's people who go, who go straight from one job to another. And they're like, I wish I could go work out. Mm-hmm. But right. I'm like, the fact that I have that, um, what's the word I want? Freedom. That privilege. Privilege, yeah. Because it is a privilege. Absolutely. Be, even to work on yourself, do any type of activity, hobby is a privilege whether we realize it or not. Because there's people who live day in, day out trying to find the next food, the next meal. And it should be, yeah, it's definitely worshipped. Like, you should definitely, like, honor that privilege. Right, yeah. You know, how, like, some other cultures, they would, like, you know, honor, like, tigers. Like, this is the year of the tiger. You know, they would actually go out and, you know, to the jungle, and they would put down, you know, offerings to to statues of tigers. Right. It's the same thing, you know. uh, But that's the, like, they they see that as a, a sign of worship. You know, obviously, it's a deity to them, but, like, that privilege to you is something that you hold dear to your heart. Yeah. And that's going to keep driving you forward. And that's all, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Like we're all on this planet for, you know, we all believe different things, but we're all, we're all, we're all going the same direction. Right. You know, and it's just how it's, which makes it all like worthwhile. Right. And like, right. it's all, it's all about, it's all, it all revolves around love. And that's what like your, your, yeah. your love for your daughter and like what you want to, what you want to, to pass down to her and like what you want to show her. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. And that's honestly like what's really kept me stable for the most part. You know, I still have my ups and downs, but I still remind myself that, you know, I got to show my daughter I can do it. Right. And, you know, if she's going to grab an example from somebody, it should be from her mother or from me. Mm-hmm. Because who are your greatest examples, really? Yeah, the the people you look up to, you know? Right. So, you know, if I could be that for my daughter, you know, why not? Right. What's stopping me from being the perfect, not the perfect example, but an example of, you know, determination, discipline, not giving up, you know, blood in, blood out. Like Give her good cores, that core values that are going to take her a long way in life. Yeah. 
So I have a quick question. I was really excited for you to for you to come for this show, and, and Adrian invited me in, brought me on. But I want. So do you have like a checklist that you go through every day? Like for me, like there's there's other workout plans. There's other there's other things out there, but checking off. You know, if you want to do one thing every day consistently, um, it's like checking that box for that day and being consistent for an entire week. It's kind of rewarding, yeah, so to speak. It is. So so do you have kind of like a. a regimen or something you stick to day in and day out yeah the gym so, <laughs> just go to the that's, gym. That's, well, box number one the gym <laughs> uh done that's it that's it that's all it is <laughs> i swear i cannot i can't even make this up i literally wake up go to the gym i literally wake dude, ace up ace is farting right now that's fine it's your dog dude <laughs> I, I was wondering what that was i was dude like, my bad dude that is my that's fine dog. dude, dude i was like, like is, I, I am like, so ready, dude. Close to a break, probably. So, this, this, <laughs> Finish your thought. I'm so sorry, George, but it stinks. So you know what? After those two comments and the farty dog, I think this is gonna be the last time you ended up on this show, bro. <laughs> God damn. I don't right. even think it's the dog. I think it's the in and out. We'll see if you redeem yourself in the second half here. <laughs> totally redeem yourself. It's funny because I didn't want to say nothing for a while, but I was like, I smelled it. I don't know if it's the wood, it's wet, or no, it's <laughs> <a dog. laughs> I, I smelled it earlier, but I didn't care to say. I knew it was the dog. It's okay. I even started smelling myself. I was like, I just showered. I was, <laughs> hey, got those the deodorant sticks for dude. sale? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, you're now to the point where you're starting to see results. Yeah. How fast? Like how? How was that? How was it? Was it fast? Was it, did it kickstart your motivation even more? Like what, what did you experience when you were starting to see your results? So to break it down real quick, um, to say when I started being consistent and as in like disciplined with my diet, disciplined with the following my coach. So I have a coach. Um, anyway, so I started on January 22nd. That's the day I came back from Colorado cause I was out there for work. And uh, you know, I saved up enough money and I told him, Hey, I want to hire you for, um, to lose weight. You know, he, I met him through my old coach who was a powerlifting coach. Uh-huh. And when I was with him is when I experienced the whole uh, knee surgery thing. So I was out for the count with him and I wasn't able to continue with him. Mm-hmm. He's still a good friend. He's actually ranked in the, in the country, in the nation for powerlifting. Extremely oh, wow. strong. Mm-hmm. Dude's a beast. Um, shout out to Morgan. Um, so fast forward to January 22nd of last year when I first started. And, you know, the first couple months, I'll be honest, I wasn't consistent still with the diet. I was doing the workouts. You know, I was seeing some newbie gains is what we call them from just starting to lift weights and being consistent in that sense of the physical. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I really dialed in on the diet and he told me, he's like, hey, you know, I know your diet's not on point. You, you, I would you see can tell. You can tell by your results. Yeah. And you can't lie. That's one thing I'll tell you right now. If a trainer knows what they're talking about and what they're saying, we know right away. We can literally see it because your body starts to drop. And it's dropping consistent. And when you plateau, we change your macros, your proteins, your fats, your carbs. We change something. Usually the carbs, you drop them and increase the protein. So you start building more uh, muscle. And um, so then comes fast forward to from January to May. That was the end of my first cut. I dropped from 225 to 190. From 190, I went down to 190 to 185. That was just five, five pounds, but those five pounds were more dramatic than the initial first weight loss because that's when I actually seen abs for the first time. Oh, okay. So now you're starting to see the muscle yeah. come through. 
you're, you're, those, uh, those long hours you're putting in at the gym are starting to pay off. Yeah. Okay. So you started to see the abs come through. And, and seeing abs set a fire under you. Yeah. For a guy, like, I feel like every guy that's big wants to see abs at least sometime. In their oh, life. yeah. I still haven't seen them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen them, bro. I we all, you we all have them. Yeah. Uh, have I don't them. have them, dude. They're hiding. No, they're there. <laughs> there i promise you oh, give dude. me three months <laughs> dude oh, i'll give you three months man <laughs> three months we'll get it easy so so you saw your abs now you the fire's lit now you're really going for it yeah and when my abs started showing my coach was like he just hinted and i saw the message he's like you know there's a show coming up he, he had never talked to me about actually doing bodybuilding because he competes himself uh-huh um and he just mentioned it and i was like haha you're funny you know and he's like no think about it I was like, okay time went on i started getting more cut more leaner and he, he's like hey there's a, there's a show coming out six weeks out he already knew you were on your dis on your and game now you you got the discipline down you're you're with your routine you're dieting so now the results are coming in yeah and at that point i had mentioned to him like what does it really take to compete in bodybuilding the first thing he told me straight up he's like it's hard I bet. i'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's not it's selfish it's very selfish you're gonna make sacrifices that you don't want to make you're gonna be that person that goes to parties and everyone's gonna laugh at you because you literally sit there with a big old plate of chicken that you bring, you bring your meals, you bring everything, and that's what you do. Oh wow! So it's like that. No, yeah. no, you're you're disciplined. I'm sorry. You have to be dedicated to your diet more than to the gym. I would say that right now. Your diet, your body is 95% gym. I mean, diet 5% gym. I can preach that because I did the gym for so long, you know, I didn't see results. As soon as I actually started to become, started to get in a deficit and lose body fat from eating correctly, that's all it took. Literally all it took. Wow. Man, you made me want to go get a salad right now. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> and honestly, be a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm being real, a salad wouldn't do anything for you. That's what everyone thinks. You'd- yeah, because I was going to ask you. So, like, if I want to, like, change my diet, like, today, you know, what do I get? So, well, first of all, chicken breast. First of all, spit out that whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. dare you? Alcohol, has, alcohol will have to go for sure. Well, I'm, I okay. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> you know what? He's out. He's out. <laughs> all right, I give up. You know, hey, you know what? Abs, you he's, just stay hidden. <laughs> he's like, there goes that resolution. I don't know. Was it was that a Jersey Shore guy that always like <laughs> did the, the whole six pack? What was his name? Uh, the, like, situation? the situation. Oh god, jeez. Oh, Better get that guy on the show. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably trying to still. He's probably still trying to pay off his debt. <laughs> oh, I bet. All of them are. So, uh, so he starts telling you about this bodybuilding competition. Yeah. He mentions it to me, and I'm like, okay. He tells me what's required. I'm like, oh, I'll think about it. And I'll never forget. I was actually going to LA that night. And he straight up told me, if you want to do it, let me know about, let me know tomorrow. And if you want to do it today, tonight's your cheat day. Oh, wow. Eat anything you want. Go all out. Tomorrow we start if you want it. And then that whole night when I was out, I was like, damn, like, like the pressure's on me. Cause, yes, make or break right now. Yeah. Cause like, I know what I'm capable of. And as soon as I said yes, my mental, so I go out there and the pressure's on me. And as soon as I said, yes, let's do it. He straight up told me, okay, enjoy everything you want tomorrow. Everything you eat, consume, we're tracking from ketchup packets. Oh, wow. wow. I'm not even joking. You literally track your ketchup. You literally track anything you literally put in your body, you're tracking. Wow. And when oh, I say wow. tracking, you weigh it out. That's so, major leagues right there. Yeah. So I would, <laughs> I literally, the way I shop for food now is so annoying because I can't break it because that's so part of me. I literally just shop by looking at the back of the nutrition facts. 
how much carbs, protein, and fat it has. It's I'd, sugar-free. Like I do that too, but I I'd shop for see if it's made in China. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't. So you don't eat. <laughs> it was made in China. Yeah, it's made in China. I put it back. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just kidding. Um, we're gonna go to a quick break here. Uh, one of the guests, Ace, has to go use the facilities outside, so we're gonna let him out. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back from our break. And we're going to clink it and sink it. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> what do you think about that, Pat? Casadores? Casadores, tequila, Oof. raspado. Put some hair on your chest. Something. Put something somewhere. God damn, my voice got deeper. Ooh. Now I'm warm. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're like, your second life. Get coming. that second life into Pat. Yep. All right, before we went to the break, <laughs> we're like we're all breathing hard. I know. You ever get that? Well, I'm sure tons of listeners out there have uh, felt a nice, warm shot of tequila just slither down their throat. On an empty stomach. I just On an empty stomach. Down. With what, like three Jack and Cokes or uh, three whiskey and Cokes down or what? Yeah. Like in some toast earlier. <laughs> <That is. laughs> the, toast, the toast will help you out, bro. It'll absorb the alcohol. It's a carb. There you go. <laughs> You're learning something here today, man. Uh, before we went on the break, George was kind of telling us about how his uh, coach was uh, convincing him to get into the uh, bodybuilding game. Yeah, so pretty much my coach was like, hey, you're looking good. You're getting the results. Do you want to do a, a show? He hinted at me. I said no the first time. He hinted again as I'm getting better results. And then he's like, all right, if you want to do it, let me know by tonight. <clears throat> and then he's like, if you want to do it, today's your cheat day. You know, eat everything you want, splurge out. Tomorrow's game time, you know. I thought about it all night, and then, yeah, I came up with the answer. I told him, let's do it. I had everything I wanted that night. I don't remember what I ate, but I know I ate pizza. Um, and then the next day, he's like, hey. From where? I don't even know, if okay. I'm being honest. Okay. Best pizza is Pizza Hut. I like Papa John's. No. Costco. Actually, Costco's good. Costco's Costco's good. Are we talking good. about California or in general? There's California, I guess. Oh, okay, because I'm like, I went to New York, and <laughs> pretty good. Dude. You, you're... Uh, that's a whole other topic. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. Side yeah. I'm well, yeah, yeah. We'll Sorry about that. So anyways. <laughs> okay, so he tells me like, I can have whatever I want. And then, you know, next day, he completely changes my whole macros, my whole workout plan, everything is game on. Six weeks out for my first show. I think it's um, August 26th or something like that. And then... How much time from when he said uh, you're going to... How much time from when you said we're going to do the show? Six weeks. Six weeks. Wow. Yeah. Good so question. comes up six weeks. And like I said... Um, you know, I didn't like my body, how I was looking. And next thing you know, two weeks before the show, I told him, hey, I'm not comfortable with the way I'm going into this show. I think I'm at like 13, 14% body fat. And I know with the like a uh, peak week, um, I wasn't going to be able to get that. So long story short, what peak week is, to the listeners that don't know, is you pretty much drink a bunch of water the day before peak week. So Sunday night, you fill your body up with like a sponge, three gallons of water on Sunday. Come Monday, you're at um, two gallons of water. Come Tuesday, you're at a gallon and a half. Come Wednesday, you're at a gallon. Thursday, you are at half a gallon. Friday, you're at 16 ounces. Saturday or Friday night and into Saturday, you go no water at all. And then the water that you do drink Friday night or Friday morning, it has to be in your body by 6 a.m. And um, that was horrible. You literally dehydrate your body. 
and you dry out and your body literally suffers. So you're looking like SpongeBob on that episode when he goes into a <laughs> Sandy's tree dome for the first time. He's like, water. <laughs> I feel like he might have more water than me still. <laughs> like, he was still was, sweating a little bit. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> and then um, next, you know, my coach. So he tells, he knows how I am. So he's kind of careful with his words. But when he says you can have unlimited of something, he tells me I can have unlimited espresso to moist my mouth on the day before my show Friday. So me being who I am, I, you know, I go overboard and I walk into a Starbucks and I'm like, can I have 21 shots of espresso? 21 yep. shots of why espresso. Was it, why was it 21? I'll be honest. 21? I don't, I don't, <laughs> were you just like thinking blackjack or something? Hit if me. If I'm being honest, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, you were like, hit me, espresso now. 21, 21. <laughs> And I'll never forget. I'll, number wise, like I 18. Don't, I don't know. God, no. We don't. We're not, pushing, we're not pushing. <laughs> Twenty-one's a number. Eleven. You want to split? Hey, you want to double down? You want to double down on eleven? <laughs> so next thing you know, um, I'll never forget it because um, there was a girl that we used to go to our high school. Her name's Bree, and she's working. Um, she's actually the one taking my order, and she looks at me. She's like, "You want what? 20, 21 shots of espresso?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "No ice because I can't have water." And next thing you know, they're just looking at me like I'm crazy. God, and I would tell you you're crazy. And right then and there, I ended up drinking seven of the actual first shots, and the rest I had it in like some cup they gave me, the venti cup or something. Yeah, and I'm just sip, not even sipping on it. I can't actually like, you can't just be taking it in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wait like, a second, venti is twenty ounces. So where did they put the extra one? Well, Harry had no, no. Seven. Well, he had, they gave me seven on the side, uh, so seven little shots, yeah. and then the rest was in. You must cup. push a lot in blackjack <laughs> <laughs> or bust. <laughs> You're getting too mathematical for me. Like, I can't even think that high. So yeah, the next you know, brain. the next day of the show comes. Oh, so actually, funny little story. So then I go to uh, poses with my coach, and I walk in with the cup, and he looks at me. He's like, "What the f is that?" And I look at him. I'm like, "You said I can have a limited espresso," <laughs> and he just looks at me. He's like, "I would love to be a fly on a wall <laughs> just in that conversation, like doing doing bench press and just be like, Wait, what?" <laughs> so my coach looks at me with like. Like there's, you're not serious right now. Oh, dude, and how did you feel drinking all that espresso? Cause I'll, I'm pretty good about caffeine. Like I'm, I used to take caffeine pills in the morning before yeah. work, and I used to do quad shots of espresso, no problem. But then like I, I got away from it for a while, and then I started doing espresso again, and like those shots will freaking amp you out, man. If it, I'm being honest, it had no effect. Really, it's just an empty stomach. That just. It, my head is just pounding from the headaches. Like I just can't imagine like not having water, not having yeah, it's bad. Ample yeah, yeah. carbohydrates, not having anything in your system, and yeah. then pumping in caffeine. It's like in the vein. It's like oh my god. Yeah, no. And it's funny because so my body's not really holding anything because I have no glycogen. I have no like I had to cut out fiber. I have to cut out everything. So <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> So, oh god. So, next thing you know, you should have said it, dude. Glycogen. <laughs> Sorry, I can get it out. No uh, worries. I can edit it I out. I ain't cutting that shit. For everyone that's listening, he lost his glasses because er, earlier I said, oh, Man, you say glycogen pretty good. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> so, I'm self conscious about it now. You say it good. You do say it with yeah, me. Yeah, it's scary. 
Sounds like sounds proper glycogen. Yeah. No, you do. I mean, I, uh, I had no idea. I didn't know that it absorbed water either. So that's why. So he didn't need to have. He doesn't want glycogen in his system because it absorbs water. Correct. It holds water into your system. Yeah. And from, you and you don't carbs. want that because you don't want water in your system at this point. Yeah. At this your, point of your peak week, any water I have in my body, it has to come out. No wow. ifs, ands, or buts. I have to. And you're drinking espresso. To moist my mouth <laughs> and to survive. <laughs> I need 21 shots of espresso to moist my mouth. Double down. <laughs> Stat. Oh, okay, so you, you go through and then you do your, your, your you went to the competition, you're meeting up with your coach. Your coach is looking at you like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's not even an understatement. Like, that's on, it's exactly. I'm over on the bench press just <laughs> laughing. Patrick's looking at you like, what the fuck is this guy doing? So next thing you know, I'm in there and he's like, he starts telling everybody in there. He's like, if there's one person I have to be careful with my words with, it's this guy. Because if I say unlimited or you could do whatever you want, I take those to heart. Wait, like, you're right, on peak week. You're almost to the competition. And he's the next just day. realizing. Day. Yeah. And he's just realizing this. Nah, he's uh, known it. But he didn't think I was. <laughs> so to be honest, I don't think my coach realized like I would do something like that. Gotcha. Because it's espresso. Who does that? that sounds and like then George. me, I'm like, I'm thirsty as shit. <laughs> I'm literally dying of thirst. And I'm like, dude, something to moist my mouth. I'm down. And I'm like, I don't know, just 21 sounded like a good number when I ordered it. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, 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 of course. How and much I, was that? How much? Do you remember how much that was? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like 14 bucks. Wow. Oh, wow. I, I don't know why. That's cheap. Yeah, that's I don't bad. know why, but I feel like 14 just came to my mind right now. I don't F- even remember how that 50 cents? That's like 50 cents a shot. Yeah. It was like a dollar something a shot, honestly. So I think I paid like 20 something dollars. So then... Uh, I had to check my face. So now, now you're all checked in. I still... Um, I do poses with my coach. And then he sent me to tanning that night. I go to tanning all jacked up on uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> on mean, espresso. On espresso. <laughs> <laughs> that just went over your head. <laughs> Why? Why did that go over my head? <laughs> he, he used the Mountain Dew reference from, from Talladega Nights. Oh. Wow, he got it. I like you. Thank you. I like you. <laughs> you better not cut that out. <laughs> I have a friend. Uh, so, yeah, I do uh, tanning. So then comes show day. And I'm still, like, drying out. I have no water in my system yet. And next you know, I walk into um, a room full of a bunch of guys in underwear and swim trunks and no deodorant. We all smell like straight B.O. Nice. But you're all there because you, you, you've come to a, collect, a collective finish line, essentially. Like, you've gone through this journey rigamore journey yeah exactly where you're just making these sacrifices day in and day out and it's so strict and like it's i mean if i was there like just a just a fly on a wall i would just clap like oh yeah absolutely i'd be like oh my god you guys did it like yeah yeah. doesn't matter at this point i mean you guys could eat an entire pizza yeah yeah. each 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 of you Mm -hmm. and you guys you guys done it yeah and it's like it's cool because that's you're a winner just for showing up that exactly. day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking and, in. Yeah. That and that's like honestly, I could say in this whole journey, that's the first time I've walked into an environment and I felt at home. Like I didn't feel like the odd wow. one out. I didn't I didn't feel like you belonged. Yeah, like I and I actually put that in my Instagram post. Like for the first time, I know I'm new to this world. That gave me know. goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. And like I felt like for the first time I belong here. Like I feel like everyone in here can relate to me in not some way, shape, or form. But in the whole journey. Oh, wow. so going back into the beginning of the journey when you found your we, we we said aha moment, but like it's more so like your why. Yeah. And you touched on depression. Yeah. You know, how did that feel 
getting to the finish line and then having that sense of belonging and then having a group that yeah it was how many friends i mean i mean i i, I have goosebumps and just, just asking the questions yeah, yeah. it's um so if, we'll touch on the like my why later besides mm-hmm. my daughter like it was obviously depression that mm-hmm. set me into that world but um like finding my home my my where i my belonging was definitely like surreal because i've never felt that mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what it felt like until i experienced it like i walked in there and i was talking about macros um hypertrophy training supersets like all these words you hear and everyone and, knew we were talking everyone about. and like oh yeah. yeah when i shop for food it's like i don't even look at the brand i look at what the nutrient facts and i'm like me too and it's like <laughs> everyone you can relate can, you can relate to yeah. everybody that's yeah. there and and yeah, everyone yeah. that was in that room made a sacrifice did something that they probably especially the first timers they all knew what we went through like it's a taboo to us like it's something brand new mm-hmm. we have no knowledge of what's really going on until we experience it for the first time and there's really no words i can use to describe it but if i had to use a word it's um it's mesmerizing like yeah it, it's it's beautiful i can relate i mean i can relate like with poker um you know going through and like like you know using gto like you use that word it's like well, what the hell does that mean it's like game theory optimum and like that's what we use to because game theory optimum is like john forbes nash and i can go down the whole you know big old rabbit hole of it all but like you use three bet you use like utg you use small blind big blind all these different like terminologies but you don't really understand like what until you have a whole group, a collective group that you can just spitball ideas off of. Right. And that's where I can, you know, I can kind of resonate yeah. with, with what you're talking about. And <clears throat> and it's a beautiful feeling. Like, it is. It really is. Like, the fact that... Because you struggle through trying to figure out, okay, like, poker is a problem to be solved. Like, it can be solved, but, like, you're going through, like, you're studying, like, you're going and you're losing money and you're doing all these different things. Like, same thing, like, with that. Like, you're you're losing money and you're losing sweat, you're, you know, blood, sweat, and tears yeah, training yeah. through this entire process. And then you finally get to the finish line, like you, like that's the World Series, right. so to speak. Like, you, like you, oh, this big collective tournament. Like now, everyone's here together, and you're gonna compete together. Yeah. But and it's like <clears throat> whether you're the person next to you, like yes, you're competing against them, but you still have a like a level of respect for them. A camaraderie, hundred percent. Yeah. A, yeah. A, camaraderie, a camaraderie. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like I don't care what I play. Understanding, like you, you get each other and like mutual just, respect, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at this point, like. I was talking to some one guy and he was like, I don't even care what I place anymore. Like, wow. Like, and I'm like, dude, same here. Like the fact that my body looks like this, I'm even here. I even stepped on stage. This whole journey started with me just not looking good and feeling good to me actually being on stage, finding my calling, finding my passion. Like I actually found a passion in this and it wasn't like a forced passion. Like, Oh, I'm doing it so much. I'm going to make it a passion. No, like it came so natural that I didn't realize I was in love with it until that moment Mm -hmm. of walking into a room and finding Mm -hmm. people who understand me. Right. Okay. So how did you do? So, um, (laughs) (laughs) I placed last. It's about the journey. (laughs) Fuck all the journey bullshit. (laughs) How did you you win? It's like Vincent Lombardi. It's like, (laughs) Hey, what's, what's the saying? It's on my, it's on your fancy football trophy. Well, I haven't gotten yet. I know. I got to get the nameplate. <laughs> I checked the mail this morning. It wasn't there. Damn. What my is bad. it? What's the, what's the, for the people that don't know what it is? I forget, but. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I'm one what, winning isn't, isn't everything. It's the only, only thing. thing. And 100%. it's funny because like it, that's Vince Lombardi, but like it's a, it's our fancy football trophy. It's yeah. like, it's, I'm the commissioner and you know, Adrian won it this year. I'm the victor. He's the victor. Congratulations. 
So what are you buying us? <laughs> no, there's a cash prize. We're going. To there Vegas. was a cash prize. There was a cash prize. That's already gone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny because like I put obviously the Vince Lombardi, the Super Bowl trophy is called the Vince Lombardi trophy, yeah. but like you throw a little quote on there, uh, you know, Vince Lombardi. But so long story short, how did you do? Uh, two categories. I I tried out for. I tried out. I competed in uh, men's open and then also men's amateur. In amateur, I took third, and men's open, I took fourth, um, fourth out of seven people, and then third out of five. Hell yeah, dude! And placing, awesome. I'm cool. Yeah, first event out there, putting yeah. in that determination, and gonna yeah. walk away with a third. Hey, man, that's badass. Because I'll tell you what, I know it's a little bit different, but I've been riding dirt bikes since I can remember. And, you know, I'll, I'll race the Swap Moto Series. I have yet to podium. So third place on your first time out. Heck yeah. That's I'll, a fucking win, dude. dude I'll take that's it. a win. Yeah, honestly, if I'm being real, like I told my coach, the show is just the cherry on top. Like for me, the whole journey was already a win. Like if I placed last, cool. I know what I could do better for the next time. But look how I look now. Look how I feel now. Look what I went through. Like, heck yeah. I was I was already proud of it. But yes, you know, I still want to. I still. By want the to way, place. he's actually he's actually sitting here completely just in like. You know, a speedo right now. Yes, <laughs> all, all oiled up. It's a sight to see, honestly. <laughs> just this picture. <laughs> I have the uh, the studio light pointed right at him, so he just glistens. Yeah, it's like sweat. Just yeah. <laughs> you ladies wish you could see this. <laughs> you don't know the You're strings about, I had to pull to get him to do this. You lose all your subscribers in one show, and they're gone. <laughs> no, but all seriousness, it's actually really cold outside. So <laughs> I should put clothes on now, Patrick. So all cold. I'm freezing. Offered him a sweater, but doesn't want it. So you placed fourth in the amateur. You said open in the open in the open, and then third in the, the amateur in the amateur, which is yeah, fantastic. Thank you. But what's I mean, obviously, the, like when's the next competition? So right now I'm bulking. So I didn't. Which know. means for um, our listeners, I'm actually eating more. So now I'm trying to put on size, muscle, fat everything okay so i can have a bigger physique so when i cut now i just have more muscle and i can compete with more muscle okay now and i'm curious now do is there a weight categories is it similar to like boxing or yeah. is it just is it <clears throat> so age group only there is no that i know of no weight category it's more like as in what you're doing so there's uh men's physique so that's when you're just like in the swim trunks mm -hmm. and then there's men's classic which is like the little speedo like the arnold and all that where they do different fo uh, poses. You're showing off not just your upper body, but the legs. And then there's also, like, there's a, honestly, there's a lot of categories, but I don't think it goes by weight because I can say that the, the people that were on the stage with me, there were some heavier, some lighter. Um, but for the most part, it kind of breaks down between amateur, novice, and then the pros. What's the scoring based off of? Like, how do, how do they pick the winners? So it's, um, that I know of its poses. It's really, like, so how defined are you? Like, how... Um, how much of, like, sy a... Symmet symmet uh, symmetrical are you? Like, how... Like proportionate are you? Like, or is is your back wide enough? Are your lats showing? Did you do a proper lat spread? Meaning, when you spread like the side, of the the muscles on the side of your back, are those like uh, you know, exposed correctly? Are, do you have bigger biceps? How vascular are you? How lean are you? Do you have good? So there's a lot that goes into oh, there's those a things. lot, and I'm then also wondering. how how you hit so your what poses. If, like your right biceps larger than your left bicep, and it, like it, it, it will, causes disproportionate. That, that, that's, that's something they could, they could put in the poses like you know, that's a negative thing yeah it's not good part. right now we all do have something bigger than others like in our, our, our body you know on one of our biceps is bigger than the other one leg is bigger than the other it's, it's just normal but now it's like how how evened out can you get it yeah 
And how proportionate do you look on stage? Because, you know, you're in the limelight. How many judges do you? How many judges are there? I remember, I think there was like four, but there's also four or five, but there's one main judge. And he's the one who makes like all the call and he's the one's calling out the poses, telling you what to do when this poses, pose offs and stuff like that. Gotcha. And does he say like, oh, do this pose and you have to do it? Yeah. So you always, it's like quarter turn to um, quarter turn, right? Quarter turn to the right. And that means you're gonna turn to the right, and then whatever he tells you, flex uh, your abdominals, um, or he's gonna say shows your right uh, bicep, tricep, uh, chest, you know, um, shows your back, uh, double back, right? Bodies. Whatever he wants to see, yeah, whatever he wants to That's see. That's crazy. And you're comp- and you're literally doing that poses in a line with everyone that was in your category. And oh, they're, and they're, okay, ro- okay, and they're okay. rotating you around too, so it's like, hey, hey three, p- put you next to somebody else. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh wow, how crazy. Yeah, it's and it's that is so tiring. If when you're it so makes exhausted. me nervous. I'm just I'm not even in, I'm not even competing. <clears throat> Could you imagine? Hey, get up there and do a, do some poses for us. You don't want to see this. No, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no. You don't give me it. a double double. <laughs> I'll, don't, don't I'll pose eating it. <laughs> oh man, I'm dead. So so George, um, congratulations on your on your placement. Thank you. That's fucking killer for for your first time out. Um, what's your takeaway, man? Like what what is the one thing you could uh, take away from from the whole thing, not not necessarily so much just from like you starting the 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 the, the night you decided to go ahead with the competition, yeah. just like your overall journey. You know, looking back from whatever you consider that first, like, all right, I'm gonna hit the ground, I'm gonna hit the ground running. You've gone through your journey, you got to the holy ground. Yeah. Now you're looking back, like, what are you taking <clears throat> away from it all? The one thing I could say I took away from the whole thing is anything's possible. Anything. Anything you put your mind, effort, blood, sweat, and tears into is possible. It isn't just relate to fitness. It's anything you do in life for anybody out there. You want to be the best comic book drawer? Devote your time to it. Be in there. Give it the hours, time. Everything that craft needs, give it to it 10 times fold. And you got to give it your all because I promise you there's someone out there working 10 times harder than you. So that should give you some inspiration, some drive. Have you uh, done a pretty good job about imp- implementing <clears throat> what you've uh, discovered through this endeavor into your like day to day life or other things, um, or do you still kind of struggle with that a little bit sometimes? I mean, like you don't do it as much as you should. Yeah, um, it's a little bit of both. I'm. I'll say um, I'm definitely consistent still on the journey of fitness. I'm um, day in day out. I'm in the gym. That's all I do. Um, do I still fall off? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's normal now quitting isn't normal for me so if um there's something i took away from all this um as in things i live by besides my why which is my daughter it's uh these three quotes by nick bear um who's the owner of bear performance nutrition it's um go one more embrace the suck and earlier you had talked about like an aha moment well for me is when he said the words flip the switch and to just elaborate on that it's it means a lot to me flip the switch because you literally go in day in, day out doing things, but the analogy behind Flip the Switch is you pass by a room every day in your house. Um, that room could be whatever it is, your craft. Whatever your craft is, for me, let's relate it to fitness. It's a gym room. Um, <clears throat> I go in there on day one. I turn on the switch. I'm motivated. I'm working out. I'm giving it my all. Cool. I'm done with my workout. I come on. I turn the switch off. Day two comes by. I pass by that room again. I'm like, uh, I don't feel like it. I'll come back tomorrow. Day three comes by, I wasn't feeling it yesterday, I'm probably not feeling it today. So instead of flipping that switch off, on day one when I walked in there and 
I start the workout. And as soon as I flip that switch, I break it. So now that light is always on. Mm. You walk out of that room, you're going to walk back day two because that switch is on. That, that motivation, that drive, that discipline, it's there. You can't turn the switch back off no more. You got to keep giving it your all day in, day out. Um, comes day three, it's the, you're not going to just pass by the room and be like, why is this light on? You know why it's on. You got to go in there and grind again. There's your reminder. Yeah. So that's something I really do live by. Wow. That's a... Uh... That speaks volumes, man. It does. It really does. And then um, I'm just, I can just relate. I mean, anybody can relate. They can just use those three term, you know, phrases and then just gear those towards whatever you're trying to change. You know, that is your red pill, essentially. If you want to figure something out, if you want to do something better, if you're not in the job you want to be in right now, you know, take those three quotes and apply those to your life day in and day out consistently and change it. Yeah, absolutely. You know yeah, I, mean? I think red pill is like the, that is the, uh, I think that's a good way to kind of put it. Like if you want to get out of the rut you're in, if you want to uh, change your environment, you know, change it. You know, you have the power to do that in your hands. Yeah. You know, just, it's, it's not easy. It's definitely easier said than yeah. done. And that comes with a lot of things in life, but you know, that's what the beauty of life is. Like, <clears throat> And the privilege that kind of going back to privilege, we all have the choice, you know, we can choose what it is we want to do. There's nothing that binds us to the life that we have today. Sure. There's obstacles that come in the way. Um, but there's, you know, you can, you can choose to do something differently and you can, uh, choose to overcome the consequences of your decisions and I think that's kind of like um, that's kind of like the whole point of the red pill, you know, like knowing that you're in this uh, in this like uh, spiral and um, taking the the time to analyze that and and just kind of saying enough's enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna change what's in front of me. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then like to elaborate on like his other two quotes, go one more. It's like you can always go one more. You know, I related to the gym. I'm doing a certain workout and I'm tiring now, I can always give that one extra rep. Right. And the other one is embrace the suck, meaning if it's getting hard and it's getting challenging and it's starting to suck, you're on the right path. And that brings me to my next topic, which is failure. Like embrace failure. Like I love failure. I truly do mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you mess up at something and you fail, good. Take that. You know, don't be scared. Don't be scared to fail. If you're scared to fail, then you're never going to try something. Right. Because you're going to fail. It's the inevitable. It is literally part of any journey that's successful, and it's part of any journey, any journey not successful. Um, you know, there's something that I do live by now, and I do tell a lot of people, is like, people look at L's as in losses, look at them as lessons, you know. If you messed up on something, what can you do differently when you come back to the same problem when it occurs again and get a better result? And if you mess up again, okay, what did you do this time that you didn't do the last time? Or what, you got to just keep going back to the drawing board mm-hmm. until you get it right. It might not be the first time, the second time, the millionth time, but if you're doing something right and you keep giving it your all, eventually it's going to happen and it's going to click. Right. That's crazy, man. That's uh, I'm glad you came on the show, man, and shared your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's uh, dope. That's good stuff. I like it. I like it a lot. What'd you think, Pat? Yeah, it's uh, it's an, it's inspiring. Um, it makes me want to go to the gym right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta burn up that double double. <laughs> oh, brother! So I think that's uh, that's all the time we have for for tonight. Um, 
couple things I want to add really quick in regards to the uh, the episodes. Uh, let me know what you think about the length. Um, some of these recordings definitely go longer than an hour. And um, some people, actually uh, more people than I would have thought, want the shows to be longer. Um, but I think an hour is a good... A good uh, to test it, it's test a good it's a good listen. You know, an hour. You know, you said to get too long, I feel like it kind of gets gets lost. Um, or maybe, uh, maybe like a part A or part B. You know, thinking about doing just like mixed episodes. So, listeners out there, let me know what you think about that. Send me an email, thesquid one five nine at gmail dot com. Uh, let me know what you think about the artwork. I liked it. That was, and he did that in a day. He did no. He did. I gave him a. It's a couple weeks, you know, drafts and rough drafts. and It's sick. It looks so professional. He did on an iPad, believe it or not. That's nice. Freaking epic. What do you think about the artwork? I loved it. It's pretty cool, huh? I want to hire him. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, uh, Giovanni Prairie Toner doing my artwork. Looking killer as hell. We're going to do some merch in the, the near future here. A lot of people have been asking about it. Um, so let me know what you think about the artwork. Um, new announcement. I have an Instagram page. Uh, the Squid Shack is our is our handle uh we'll do some uh some content there we'll probably do uh um short videos later on uh of the pod you know some some live feed maybe in the future so um if you're listening to the show please go give the uh the instagram page a follow um yeah you have anything else you want to add i'm trying to think right now if i have an instagram (laughs) I i think i do if you don't have an instagram you're not missing out. <laughs> I'm kind of a I'm kind of a ghost. No. Anti social, anti social media. Yes, that's good. I I don't know. I think that's uh, that could be a topic on its own. Right I know there. life I know. without social media. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably you asked me the question. I gave you the answer. That's fine. It must be peaceful. Yeah, you know because have to see bull crap on there. On, have you have you been inside? This, have you ventured inside this brain? It is not peaceful. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at four in the morning trying to call me about the show. <laughs> I'm doing research and so have you, have you seen this notepad? <laughs> so, so uh, I, I I gave Pat the uh, or I, who told you about the show actually? You did. I did. No, no, no. I'm sorry, my father did. Okay, so I work with his dad. Okay, and his dad tells him about the show and he hits me up. I'm like, yeah, dude, check it out. I sent him the, the link to the show, and this guy sent me, like, a novel. I was, like, uh, I was doing something. I don't know what I was doing, but he sent me a novel, George. Like on my a review? It no, was, no, 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 no. Okay, so this is... A here. text message just okay. about the show here and, like, go. things he here thought. Dude, he sent me, like, a novel. So I go, yeah, and just... I just You're still swiping. <laughs> sorry, yeah, scrolling, but there's separate... Scrolling. Like, there's, there's breaks. There's breaks. <laughs> Starting episode one, and I will say episode, you know, I, I just I give him just notes, and I was like, yeah, oh yeah. God, I appreciate I like, it. But this is like you should appreciate that. That's oh, like I absolutely appreciate feedback. it. Yeah, and I just, I just, Pat's feedback has been very in depth. Very, it's just it really, has to be thorough. I know it's it is. thorough. The very, way he is, yeah, he has two, he has two journals here. <laughs> <laughs> he has. I feel unprepared. You guys, you guys can't see. I this, feel unprepared. Patrick has two <laughs> journals, not one. He has a pocket journal. He has different colored pens. He has different colored pens. <laughs> he has his lucky New York Yankees poker chip here. Is that for real? It's a golf. It's a it's a golf marker and a poker chip. Oh, look at that. These are the kind of people I hang out with, folks. So, so is this worth money? Just ask, <laughs> asking for a friend. So it's funny. So one time I uh, I, I went all in. Uh, I forgot what I was. And I went all in. And I was like, what if this is worth the entire value of the of the New York Yankees right now? And the guy goes, the guy, it wasn't all in, like, turns to me, he's like, what's, what are they worth? And I go, 
$7.2 billion. <laughs> I would fold. <laughs> I just take my chips and be like, I'm on the wrong table. <laughs> wrong table here. I don't know how I ended up here. <laughs> but wouldn't that be crazy? Like, like it's almost like a Bitcoin or like a cryptocurrency. It's like, if this was worth the entire Yankees organization, just this currency. Right? Just one chip? Just one, one chip. chip. That'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. I, I would ask you, why are we in my freaking shed doing a podcast right this now? This is true. I'm like, why are we not in Vegas uh, or Sell something? that. Or something. I'm like, why haven't you sold it? I have so many questions. Yeah. Oh, brother. Uh, if you've uh, if you made it to the end of the episode, I greatly appreciate the listen. Uh, make sure to leave a review and let us know what you think. Uh, if you have ideas for future topics of the show, I'd love to hear it. Um, I have ideas. If you have uh, anything you want to let me know, please reach me at the squid one five nine at gmail dot com. I would like to thank very much so my guests for showing up today, Patrick Wash and George Gonzalez. Thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing your story, good friend. Um, and yeah, make sure you guys tune in next week for the next episode. Alrighty, later. Late. See ya.